Joining us now, our guest of the episode, director of ticket sales for the Green Bay Blizzard and host of the Strictly Blizzness podcast, Blizzard. ladies and gentlemen, Ryan Hobson. Ryan, how are you doing, man? Good. How are you, gentlemen? <laughs> we are doing great. Welcome to episode 19. Thank you so much for joining us on the Root for Wisconsin show. And I suppose this is probably as good as time as any to talk about rooting for the Blizzard. How, what's all going on over there? Uh, absolute chaos. So <laughs> I didn't know I was going to get that much of an insane introduction. I requested uh, walk-up music, but next time we'll get that. So oh. <laughs> mid-season update. Mid-season update. Yep. When we have you back, we we'll, got... we'll have to get some walk-up no, music perfect. here for you. Perfect. No, we've got it. Perfect. No, uh, we are, we're cruising. We are a day out from the first game in approximately a, uh, a year and a half. So we are, uh, oh. we are definitely cruising. It, it feels, it feels good, even though still weird, like a lot of things on the planet right now still, but it'll, it'll be good for the lights to come on at the rush center and there to be kickoff on Friday. So Ryan with that, so season kicks off Friday. I know one of the kind of the common monikers is the, do over season obviously last season didn't happen so i guess what can fans expect with that do over season happening this year yeah and i'm i'm not sure um if you guys know where that came from <laughs> no enlighten us yeah, yeah i can i can run that down it was actually pretty hilarious so 2019 versus quad cities uh, i think it was like one of the april april 5th so laser show night highest attended game in my now seven years with the blizzard. It was nuts. Um, at some point in the end of the second quarter going into half, um, there were like four or five penalties on one play. Like it was absolutely absurd. And I think the ref who was an incredible guy, not busting the ref right now, uh, the ref got frazzled and legitimately called a do over. <laughs> In professional football, what? a do-over. Uh, the PA said we're gonna have a do-over on this play, and instantly regretted the fact that it came out of his mouth. So fast forward, COVID hit, season gets canceled. We run with it, and it's the do-over season. So, so did they actually do the do-over down or no? Oh my, yeah, we do. The whole play was a do-over. Do yes, yes. So that <laughs> too many, too many flags to sort out. So. In in all of professional sports, that has to be the only play that's ever been recorded as a do-over play. Maybe yeah, that's something I'm, you guys could run with. I kind of like it. It's though. incredible. It's really incredible. And we had um, so our good friends at IXX were a sponsor that night, and Katie from the morning show with Murphy and Nick and crew had I was just having a field day with it next Monday, saying. Did he just say do over legitimately in football? And a hundred percent he did. So awesome. that is where it came from. <laughs> so uh, so awesome. we're going to have some fun with this this year. Um, in just the, it, it kind of fit, right? Like things went mm -hmm. away and we are back and we're going to run it back to 2020. So mm -hmm. a lot of all, almost all the same themes stayed and we added a theme Nate cause we got an eighth home game as well. So, but that was kind of the moniker for the season. So uh, Ryan, what has, what has really changed about the IFL or about the blizzard specifically from the last time that we've seen you on, on the field. Uh, yeah. So Corey, Corey got a lot. Coach Roberson um, got a lot of those, those young men to come back and play for us. So you're going to get to see, um, man, we felt, we felt 2020 had it gone off really would have been our year, um, both in attendance and we were coming off the blizzards first playoff run in seven years um literally missed a trip to 
um, semifinal game by a fumbled snap. Um, so we were cruising hot into what would have been an amazing 2020. Uh, obviously things shifted, um, but a lot of those young men committed to come back. So we, um, I would expect nothing less than a beat down <laughs> of Bismarck on Friday. Because right. we got a lot of those guys back. The core is back, and a lot of the new guys are really hungry because nice. um, a lot of those young men didn't get to play football for a year. Uh, the IFL, even with some dormant teams due to some state um, rules in regards to COVID and fans, so we have, we have more teams than are active right now. Um, the IFL, probably when we hit 2022, is approaching an 18 to 20 team league and definitely the awesome. dominant indoor football league in the United States. But right now, um, we have some great new teams. Uh, we'll get to see a lot of them, uh, coming this way. There was a first version of the schedule that hit for the blizzard earlier this year. And in do over, <laughs> do over fashion, the schedule got redone once released. Uh, and the new version of the schedule I was thrilled with because we got to see, uh, some Massachusetts pirates, a brand new team, uh, Louisville extreme. Um, so there was a time and uh, I've got, you know, Eric over the years a little bit too. There was a time when the IFL was down to five teams and we were playing Iowa three times a season and we get different teams this year. So it's really awesome. Yeah. I was going to, I just want to touch on something you were saying there is that the IFL has become the dominant indoor league. And is, is there anything that you can pinpoint that's the cause of that? Or if you can kind of give just some, our fans some background on IFL who maybe don't know yeah. about that. I know we're kind of at yeah. intermediate groups here, intermediate different levels here of, of our knowledge of the league. Yeah. Um, so, and I, I'm not the, um, so the, the, not the X's and O's guys, but I do, I do understand the history of the league uh, and the love of the game. So what really started indoor football and if you guys remember back, um, they call it the AFL at the time arena football. So LA nope. kiss was owned by kiss the band yeah. Bon Jovi owned the Philadelphia soul. It was on ESPN two or three, I think an incredibly hot, super gimmicky. So the rebound nets were in play. Oh yeah. I uh, didn't necessarily translate to the outdoor games, outdoor games. So in the, in the history of that different indoor leagues branched off, uh, trying to kind of make their mark, make their own versions of the rules. The IFL came about, um, in the IFL, depending on who you ask, but a lot of our people and a lot of the NFL people, actually, the IFL translates the closest to the outdoor game. And that's really what our, want, our league wanted for these young men. You don't, you don't join indoor football to play indoor football for your entire life. You want to make the XFL when it comes back, the CFL, which currently exists, or the NFL, right? So it's truly a developmental league. Um, and I think what's really helped to answer your question there, um, Commissioner Todd um, Tryon um, comes from my opinion, the IFL's version of New England Patriots. He owned Sioux Falls Storm for years, and now he's the commissioner. Um, it's just been a really driving factor to get expansion teams um, and help our footprint, right? Like for all these folks that own teams, including the Blizzard owners, the more flights you have, obviously, the more expensive, right? So we're just trying to really solidify that footprint, go get mid more Midwest teams, develop our coastal ones, and I just – in doing so, we've found some really good business owners and good playing partners that's really helped the league grow. And I think the fact that, again, it translates the closest to the outdoor game while still having 50 yards of fury and catch a ball, you keep it, and still some incredibly different football than outdoors. Um, it's still unique, but it also gives our players, I think, the closest platform to try and make it across the street to Lambeau in our case. So. Yeah, definitely. So we got that, and I noticed, you know, we you had mentioned theme nights here. So, what do we got for theme nights this season that fans can come to expect? 
Yeah, they're they're all out right now, so I'll run them. I'll run them down with you guys. So we we kick off the season on Friday uh, with the do over game. And the other part of the do over game is uh, we are fans can come and they can get an an old giveaway, <laughs> as lame as that sounds, yeah. or a piece of merch that hasn't sold for us from over the season. But to fit the do over game, we're giving away the rally towels that we have left from 2015 or stuff with the old logo on it. So you get an old giveaway as part of the do over season. Yeah, for real. That's awesome. Um, yep. So do overnight, um, May 2nd, which is a three Oh five game against Massachusetts, a new opponent. Uh, that is just a family day. Um, so it's a three Oh five. I call it a matinee game on a Sunday, $2 dogs, $2 sodas. Uh, May 7th is, um, probably one of my favorites and I was super missing it when it didn't happen in 2020. So, um, Hollywood kind of messed it up for us, but we're running spy night, uh, because bond was supposed to hit and black oh. widow was supposed to hit. So black, white, and green game ball. Um, me and my field staff will be in tuxes. There's spy trivia throughout the night, uh, where everybody wins, right? So you're playing along trivia with the board and you either win a spy night game ball, a spy night t-shirts, tickets to another blizzard game, movie tickets. Thanks to our friend at Marcus theaters. Uh, it's going to be a blast. Um, then May 21st is kids free. Um, you June 4th is the ever popular youth Jersey night giveaway and a youth sports night. Um, then we go to June 18th, which is an outdoors night with a camel hat giveaway beer special. Uh, and then June 25th is military night with an awesome up and coming country artist in town. Who's also a vet, Derek Jones. He's going to play our block party, sing the national anthem. And he's, served the country and is trending quite well on iTunes and Amazon. So that's going to be a pretty awesome one. And then we ended up with a game in July, which is outside of a playoff game. Never happened in my career. <laughs> Last thing people want in Wisconsin is to be indoors in July. Yeah. So we're going to, we're going to run Christmas in July actually <laughs> and have some fun <laughs> with some ugly sweater stuff and just play right into the blizzard thing. See if I get asked every year, guys, no joke if we can. So it snows during our player intros. I get asked every year if I can make it snow every blizzard touchdown, uh, and I'm working on it for Christmas in July. It's not official yet. That's awesome. We know we're we know we're up against camping and all sorts of outdoor stuff, so we're gonna have some with, fun with some dirt cheap tickets in Christmas in July. So, love that. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. I know Ramsey and I'll be there on May seventh. May seventh, we are gonna be there in the house. Awesome. Yeah, that's my, uh, that's, I, I, I'm fortunate enough to work for incredible owners who we've run Star Wars night, superheroes night. We catch one every year where we get to dress up and, um, that spy night one is going to be a blast. Now again, Hollywood shifted Black Widow and Bond until the end of the year, but whatever, <laughs> we're still running spy night. So it's universal. Yeah, it doesn't matter. You can run that yeah. anytime. So it doesn't matter. Hollywood's yep, doing. Yep. We're doing stuff here. Yeah. So, you know, I know that, you know, Ramsey, we've been to a couple of gambler games now limited attendance what are we kind of looking at for attendance purposes for the blizzard season coming up here yeah so we will run the same type environment that the gamblers have run and disney on ice um ran and i will give a lot of credit to my friends at pmi entertainment the rush center has done everything they can uh, to press on on through this um in whatever circumstance we're given they meet weekly with brown county health trying to figure out what the best way is to move forward so we will run the pod seating, um, we can get to what they, I think we can, if you count the suites, we can max out at 3000 for right now. Um, and we're all hoping for better. So if you guys were to go try and buy tickets for June 4th and some of those later theme nights that I was just explaining, they're not on sale yet. We only have the first four games on sale because us 
and our friends at the Rush Center hope we can shift capacity, reactivate some of the crazy things like fans on the field after the game, the actual standing room party pit. The party still pit still exists in a different form, but like the true party pit coming back um, and just, just get some of what has made attendance shift so incredibly uh, in my time at the Blizzard, at least just a lot of that stuff of doing the right thing in the community, interacting with kids and schools. Uh, we just want to get some of that back that has made us the Blizzard, at least during the Trinkler's ownership tenure and mine um, here. And that, that takes just, um, again, the price of getting to play is if it's masking, if it's social distancing, I get it. And, and to me, these young men getting to play football uh, is more important than some of those, you know what I mean, is more important than mm-hmm. fighting the six-foot distancing right now, right? Like, we know yeah. it'll shift better. That's just the world we live in right now, so. Yeah, so you, you kind of answered what my, my future question was going to be here. My question was going to be... Um, how have what what are some of the restrictions that the players are going to have on and off the field uh, away from the team uh the type of stuff they can go out and do are they kind of told to you know be with themselves and s- separate themselves from people or uh, are there masks on the side you know those types sure. of normal questions and then uh during game day uh on the sideline uh uh, are, are are they supposed to mask if they're not with a helmet on? Or how how is this working yeah. through the IFL? Absolutely. So um, it it's super different by state. So I'll answer that question in a couple different pieces here. So um, you end up in Sioux Falls, and it's um, due to politics or whatever, right? It's yep. it's way more open than other states have been, right? So it's going to look completely different when we travel to a state like that than when we're in Wisconsin. So. The league has done a really good job, in my opinion, the best we can in this weirdness is you adhere to the home team's bubble policy when you are there. So when teams travel to Green Bay, they're at our rules when it comes to here's where you eat your pregame meal, here's how you bubble, here's how you protect yourself. If we travel to a team that does not have those rules in place or it's more wide open, we revert to our medical provider, which is Aurora Baker in this case their guidelines for us to travel. So to answer some of those questions for you, um, our policy, the easiest way to explain how the players will experience this is when your helmet is not on, your mask is on, right? We're not going to make you wear your mask under your helmet. Um, that's absolutely ludicrous in my opinion, regardless of what, what side of this argument you're on in life. Um, the, that is the player policy mask. Um, sorry, helmet off mask on. So, um, go ahead. Sorry. Um, just, just out of curiosity, how, how early does a team travel to away games to to get to the like, away team's uh, oh, home sure. city? That's a great question, and that'll I mean that'll blow some people's minds, right? So, like the league rule is when it's over twelve hours in a bus ride, that's when we hop a plane. So Bismarck is a brutal bus trip both ways because yeah. that is bus the whole way. It's probably that like not, what, number one. There's not a great airport to fly in. Yeah, you got it. It's not a great airport to fly into. Um, and that is technically a bus trip. So, um, for instance, when Bismarck comes here this week, they are, what is today, Wednesday? So Thursday, they will they might leave tonight, actually, to get here at dinner time tomorrow, grab a meal, hit the hotel, sleep, and then game day Friday. And that would be the same for us, right? So as the host team, um, unless it's a flight, I provide one night of a hotel. So that's on us. I provide all their meals when they're here. So a team 
typically comes in the night before a game stays and literally hops the bus after a win or a loss. That's why important to win. So you're not taking a 12 hour bus right after a loss. Uh, so Bismarck on Friday night, when we beat them, we'll head back home on a bus Friday night. Like it. I like it a lot. So just to kind of transition here, we talked a lot about the off field. We talked a lot about the, uh, the kind of the business side of it. What can fans expect with the X's and O's, the team, like players that we're looking forward to seeing, what do you got on that front, Ryan? Yeah, I mean, the the bummer for all of us, if you guys were in that 2019 couple games of that season with the playoff run, is Lenoris Footman, who, in my opinion, should have been rookie of the year quarterback, who just lit up the league for us, um, is not back. Uh, he has um, proud to know him. I've got to know him. He has uh, chosen to pursue his career as an air marshal and stay home with a young little kiddo he's got now, and that's awesome. Um, we, we, we try and help players, whatever, if they're trying to keep playing football, if they're ready to move on. Um, we try and help. So we have two new, I don't know, actually, as of this interview with you guys, who is the starter. There were two quarterbacks in camp. Um, one kid, Aaron Aiken, bigger quarterback, played for Bismarck a season ago. So mm. or a couple seasons ago. So ironic that we get Bismarck to open. Um, he is a Cam Newton run you over type quarterback. And then Damian May is a run around you type quarterback. So we got two different ones. Um, both can sling the ball. They've been outstanding in camp. Um, and again, what, when you guys asked me earlier why I think we're so competitive this year is the amount of players that return. So Bakari Triggs, defensive rookie of the year, technically the reigning defensive rookie of the year because there wasn't a season. So he is back. Uh, he is an interception machine. Interception machine. Um, I have heard and seen through camp that, to quote Coach Corey, who is a defense-minded head coach, that the defensive line is just nasty and that's what yeah. you want in the indoor game, right? Like the second you make that guy rush a decision on a shorter, less wide field, it usually results in a turnover. So, um, and that's just been Corey's moniker. He's been our defensive coordinator for years before my time. Now he's the head coach, but he's a defensive minded coach. And he's always told me as I've learned the game and got to know him over the years, if you can make one or two stops in indoor football, because anybody can score like that in their football. If you can stop them one or twice, mm-hmm. you will win the game as long as you keep putting up your points. Yeah. Um, so uh, defense is going to be absurd as it always is. So Bakari's back. Deshaun, Deshaun Taylor, middle linebacker, is back. Um, the offensive line, probably one of the best offensive line men in the league. I would be blown away if he gets to play the whole season for us because we hope he would get called up somewhere. Um, Mathis, I just spaced on his name. I'll get it. I'll get it in a second here. I think it's Khalil. Um, so really good up front. Uh, the all, almost all the wide receivers are back. So, uh, Keyshawn Taylor, who tied the single game touchdown record in 2019, if you guys might've been at that game. So five TDs in a game, um, Kiesel Smith, local guy is back. And then Eric Thomas, who torched us in the 2019 playoff game, cause he was playing for Nebraska is on our roster and he is back. Um, Ram Owens, who is a run over you type running back. So there it's pretty cool. Um, and again, giving you guys some insight or your listeners, some insight at indoor football, usually, cause you want these guys to move up and out, um, or, or move on, right. If it's time to hang up the cleats, you usually retain, we'll say, we'll say five to seven, five to seven players on average. I think we have 12 to 13 returning. And that's why I say wow. when you can keep that core intact, we're, we're competing, we're competing right away. Um, so I hope I'd answer that question, not in a long winded way. So, yeah, I, I was interested to hear about the defensive line, just 
just a little side note, um, a huge Badgers fan and I, oh, I, I, Faff? I, yeah, yep. Dave, David Faff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he was yeah. a, he was a four-star kid coming out of high school out of Mequon. So, uh, just yep. that's cool. I'm excited to see how he does. Um, is it, this is his first full year and in, in indoor this year in indoor. Yep. Okay, cool. Cool. Uh, I, I'm super excited. Guy has a great haircut. So, um. <laughs> he, just you, good human being too. And, and I, I will say like in my time with coach Roberson, um, cause m- my job, right. Is to get those guys in the community reading to kids, um, just being a good part of green Bay. Um, he is, uh, football is his job. He has done a ridiculous job of cre- recruiting good human beings, right? You hear all the, even the NFL, right? You get a, a character issue sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, where Corey has been outstanding. I think that stems from a lot of him being involved in Lakeland College before his stint as a Blizzard head coach. He just he just recruits good dudes on top of good football players. Mm-hmm. So yeah, actually, uh, touch base on that a little bit, like um, how, how he recruits players or or gets players to come uh, and, and play for the Blizzard. Uh, just touch base on how that process works for for our local fans. Yeah, it's a, it's an all season long process. Um, so even when Corey shuts it down at the end of the season, he's on the horn calling um, to make one or two trips. I think he was at a, a combine type event in Texas this year. I want to say mm. uh, makes one Alabama trip um, and really just is out there and builds his network Um and we, you try and you do want some vets, um, but at the same time, you, you want guys who know when it's time to hang it up. You, you don't want them an 11 year indoor football. Cause if you guys have ever walked on the field after a game, like that field will destroy your body as an athlete, yeah. even the best padded fields in the league. You're talking about in everybody's hockey building outside of Arizona who plays in an NBA building, but everybody's hockey building. You usually have decking down on top of ice and then turf down on top of decking with very little padding. Right. So when you get you, I mean, take BJ Hill, our hall of famer, uh, mm-hmm. BJ could still go. He's in incredible shape. He still plays rugby. That body would shorten his, or that field would shorten his lifespan as an athlete and his ability to play rugby and his ability to train other athletes, in my opinion. So BJ could step on the field and go tomorrow. If we would call them, it's just time. And his, he's doing really good as a trainer. Um, for local athletes in town and some high school kids. So it's just time for him. But, um, yeah, so it's a, a long, a long process. And Corey does a great job. And I think he has a really unique advantage in the way the Trinklers that own the blizzard treat our players and how we house them, the meal plan we put in place, the fact that they own Bay tech games and we get them to tour the other businesses we own and good relationships with Dave and Busters and the team stuff we can put in play. I just think we do a lot to make sure you're not hungry, great roof over your head. Um, and just really good amenities that you, you sometimes don't hear, right? Sometimes you get players from other teams with horror stories. Sometimes you get them that are taken very well care of. So, um, we year long process for them, regardless when the season ends, uh, first and foremost, you try and get, gets guys to commit coming back. Then we'll sign them when he is allowed to do so. Uh, but he looks all over, um, yeah. like you to your point. Um, half finishing up with the Badgers to watching who's released from other indoor teams or catching it. I mean, I don't, I don't actually know the true recruiting story on footman, but that was just yeah. lightning in a bottle there literally. So. All right. Right. Any other parting thoughts here before we let you go? No, I, I, I thank you. I would love to do this again. It's fun. I, uh, 
when I got hired seven years ago, this was not my gig for the blizzard. I was, there were three of us. I was literally ticket sales. Um, now I'm director of sales. The only reason, honestly, we don't let me carry the GM tag is I don't sign players. Corey and I are equals and peers. He handles football ops. I handle the other side of the house. Um, and it's been a lot of fun, but as I, as I've gotten to do this, uh, IXX stuff, local five stuff, uh, I actually enjoy this stuff, so I'd love to do it with you guys again, and thank you guys for supporting the Blizzard. We really appreciate it. Yeah, without a doubt. And how can fans, if maybe they're not able to get to the game on Friday or throughout the season, how can they participate? How can they watch? Absolutely. So if you're looking for tickets, uh, we would love that in these crazy times to rock the rush on Friday. That is just greenbayblizzard.com. They are as low as 12 bucks. So if you've never been to one, come on out catch a football you keep it if you happen to catch a player we ask that you throw them back to finish the game because uh, it does happen so but if you can't come uh all the all the ifl games are on uh youtube uh for free so youtube live oh, for uh, free in the game for free yep. huh? oh my yep. goodness gracious for free <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome yep. and then how can we follow the team and yourself you know you've been excellent yep. here how can we follow you and yourself um and as well uh, as the sure, green so. blizzard as well yeah, so all the social media channels, so uh, Green Bay Blizzard on Facebook, uh, Twitter. Um, we we do things like Strictly Blizzness. Uh, we've got a talk show. Corey launched, launched his first version of a coach's show yesterday um, at TNT Sports Barn Grill, so that just hit our Facebook page tonight. That was a lot of fun, a lot of great cool. questions from fans. Um, and uh, YouTube Live or Come Out. I know Eric and crew and you guys have been to a game. I, I'm, not, I'm not selling – here. It is really fun. I hadn't gone to a game until I was hired and I was blown away. I was your typical, this isn't real football uh, until I saw a guy get hit over the boards. It's just faster, man. It's a 50 yard field with a guy that is milliseconds from maybe milliseconds off his 40 time into making the NFL. It is faster. It is, it's just nonstop. It is a blast. If you have not come to one, come out. All right, thank you so much for joining us, Ryan. Yeah, like said, thanks, Ryan. Yeah, thanks for coming. Hope to have you back throughout the season here, sure. and thanks again for coming on. We look forward to talking to you throughout the rest of the year. Thank you. You guys, too. Anytime. Give me a call. Appreciate it. Sounds good. Thanks, Ryan. That's Ryan Hobson, everybody. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you again. Woo-hoo.